alakoro ki safogun akukwa diye fi didaji shagba o fi se susi le shewe akori rao ninkan odun osun wafun shokoto akoko inu bo ni onle gbe odo okpololo do oni onle loy leke awurebe ni onle unwasho akisa mwa ware ogbe paraje Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host, Pidemio Logunde. Ekabosi abala ikejile logun ito owe Yoruba. Orukomini Pidemio Logunde. On this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as misplaced self-confidence, self-respect, excessive peakiness, and taking on responsibility. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, Akisa monware ogbe paraje. And this translates into, the rag knows its place, it quietly remains on the rafters. So as we all know, um, in, the, in the home, we have different types of fabric for different things. There are clothes for taking a hot um, pot from the fire. There are clothes for wiping down surfaces. There are clothes we use to wipe the floor. There are clothes we use to basically wipe dust from surfaces like the tv cabinet and so on so in this situation we're talking about the rag which as we all know it used to clean dirty things um, like the floor for example so a rag knows its place this is what this proverb is trying to say and the rag quietly remains on the rafters or the shelf for when it's ready to be used to clean the floor or any other dirty surface like the dustbin trash can and so on so this Yoruba proverb is basically trying to to get us to see it's like an analogy for people of low standing shouldn't call attention to themselves um people of basically people we, we regard as not good for anything people that have basically solidified their reputation in a negative connotation those kinds of people shouldn't call attention to themselves on the other hand they should try and strive to improve themselves, to become better, and so on. And as we all know, on, on some in some households, there are cabinets and shelves that hold these types of clothes and fabric. And of course, we see different types of clothes and fabric in these shelves, usually found in the laundry. And the same place you would see a cloth used to clean, clean surfaces is the same place you find the, the clothes used to clean dirty surfaces and then they get dirty, they get washed, they put them back on the rafters. And that kind of rag wouldn't exactly call attention to itself saying, here, um, over here, um, you can call on me anytime and so on. On the other hand, they just sit quietly there, um, not calling attention to themselves. So the proverb once again is akisa monware, ugbe paraje. So para is like, um, the rafters or the shelf and so on. And it's similar to another proverb that says, I woke, sini para. So that para also relates to um, a shelf. Someone who claims to be able to know Ifa um, liturgy it now looks up. But there's, 
the the place you're looking at on the shelf, there's no Ifa liturgy up there. It's simply by saying you should admit you don't know anything. You, sh- you don't know something you're supposed to know rather than just scratching your head, looking upwards as if what you're trying to recall is at that place where you're looking at. But that's a separate proverb, which I will talk about sometime in the future. So again, this proverb says, Akisa moare, paraje. The rag knows its place. It quietly remains on the rafters. And my meaning of this is basically saying people of low standing, people of low self-worth, low self-regard, shouldn't call attention to themselves, um, trying to bring attention to themselves, trying to gain some attention. On the other hand, they should stay quietly, try to improve themselves, work in silence. And then by the time everybody starts to see their value, then at that point, they won't even have to call attention to themselves. People would gravitate towards them naturally. So the second proverb I have here says, Akoko inugbo, oni yonle gbe odo. Opololodo, oni yonle loyleke. Awurebe ni yonle hwasho. So this is one of those proverbs that tries to tie an analogy by explaining or describing three things, three animals in this case, doing something or they think they are doing something and trying to make prideful claims. On the other hand, um, let me just translate the proverb first. So, So this is basically a woodpecker in the forest. So this woodpecker says it can carve mortars. And we know a woodpecker basically pecks wood and they bore holes into woods, maybe to find worms to eat or to look for food, basically. Um, and then the second part of the proverb is, A toad in the stream says it can string beads. So we all know toads, when they lay eggs, they lay eggs in the form of a string of, they look, the eggs look like a string of beads. So this toad is laying eggs that look like strings of beads, and now the toad is claiming to be able to string actual beads. So the first part says, the woodpecker in the forest says they can carve mortars. The woodpecker basically pecks wood, drills holes into them, and this woodpecker is now claiming to be able to carve mortars. So mortars are the, the kitchen utensils that we use to pound pepper, um, groundnut, and so on while making food. So that wooden mortar, a woodpecker now claims to be able to to carve the wooden mortar simply because the woodpecker is known for pecking wood to find worms and so on. Secondly, a toad in the stream lays eggs in the form of beads. Now this toad is claiming to be a jewel jewel maker by claiming to, to be able to make beads for people to wear on their neck. And then the last part of the proverb says, Awurebe ni only huasho. So Awurebe is like, they look like black ants they usually move together in formation, um, they usually sting, and these things are not exactly pleasant. And while they move in formation like that, they tend to clear path on the on the ground. And also they they, they look like um when you look close when you look at them from afar, they look like um a pattern of fabric on the ground. So these Awurebe ants now claim to be able to weave clothes. Simply because what they do naturally, the way they move, the way they find their food and so on, and also it's kind of like a protection to to prevent them from being eaten by birds and lizards and so on. So they do this naturally. Now they are claiming to be able to weave clothes for people to wear. So we see three different analogies 
three different things from nature. And then the Yoruba proverb is now using this to describe basically a case of misplaced self-confidence. So this is the meaning I, I'm getting from this proverb saying misplaced self-confidence leads to empty boasts. So the three animals claiming to be able to do things just because they, they do a version of that thing naturally, that's misplaced self-confidence. The woodpecker should just limit its prideful claims to hi everybody, I can peck wood and look for food within trees. The toad should have limited its prideful boasts to I, I lay eggs in the form of beads, but then that doesn't mean I can necessarily make beads as jewelry. And the Aurebe ants should have just limited their own prideful boast to we, we move around and when we move around, it looks like um, fabric patterns on the ground. That doesn't mean we can actually weave clothes. So again, in essence, misplaced self-confidence um, in any situation we find ourselves leads to empty boasts. We should be aware, self-aware of the things we can do and the things we cannot do so that we don't end up becoming that person that says something and they cannot follow through and it leads to shame and so on. So that's that's basically my interpretation of this second proverb. A woodpecker in the forest says it can carve mortars. Toads in the stream say it can string beads. And Awurebe says it can weave clothes. So the third proverb I have here says, Akorira oninko odumosun afunshokoto. So this translates to an overly squeamish person owns nothing. And raffia cloth is no good for trousers. So akorira oninko odumosun afunshokoto. An overly squeamish person owns nothing. And raffia clothes is no good for trousers. So this proverb is relating two seemingly unrelated things to make a point. So we, we, we all know that person who is extremely picky and indecisive and they take forever to make any decisions. And if we analyze that, that kind of behavior very well, we tend to see that at the end of the day, this person ends up with nothing because if you go out to eat, it takes you years to pick what you want to eat from the menu. And then the food comes and you complain about it so much that the person you are eating with or the people you, you go out with, they're, they're wondering, how are you supposed to eat something you would enjoy if you are this picky about the menu? And at this point, you would, you would be better off going into the kitchen of the restaurant and then making your own food yourself. So we see in that situation where at the end of the day, the person eats something, but then they end up not liking it. It's as good as staying home and not going out to the restaurant at all. And then there's also the analogy of um, going to buy something. You take forever to decide on something you want to buy. The store owner is getting frustrated, going to ad address other customers, and then you end up leaving the store without buying anything. So that's kind of like what's the kind of situation that extremely picky people find themselves. And then the second part of this proverb says, raffia clothes is no good for trousers. So raffia clothes is basically, um, we, we all know the raffia palm tree. So the raffia palm tree is a species of palm trees found in the tropical regions of Africa. And then they are usually used to make um, baskets and mats and so on because they have these big leaves 
and the, the big leaves are basically a source of raffia fiber. So like I said, they are used to make um, mats, baskets, place mats, hats and shoes and so on. So they are, they are not used to, they are not known to be made, they are not known to be used to make trousers or clothes item, cl- clothing items. So in other words, a raffia cloth is no good for trousers. The same way an overly squeamish person owns nothing. So are, this proverb is trying to compare the fact that an extremely picky person would end up with nothing and the raffia palm tree is not exactly known to make clothes so the extremely picky person could as well be putting on a raffia cloth like the material used to make baskets imagine using it to make a trouser and then wearing it so that kind of what an extremely picky person would end up having because they're so picky they cannot pick from normal traditional clothes materials and then they they tend to end up using non-traditional things basically so this now talks about the proverb now says excessive pickiness renders someone helpless and destitute which is my interpretation of this proverb because the, the more picky you are, the less chances you are of making a decision. And it ties into it, this um, popular saying, um, it's known as the paradox of choice. The more choices you have, the less likely you are to make a choice. So it's good if you are only limited to like two, three, maximum four choices. And then you take one from there on like having 20 different choices. And you, you want this one, but then that other one looks good. And then the 18 other choices equally look good and you're just dilly-dallying at the end of the day you you tend to end up like the person who has to wear raffia trousers so this is my understanding of this third proverb um again the proverb is an overly picky person owns nothing and raffia clothes is no good for trousers so the fourth proverb i have here says so this proverb translates to the rooster shows its maturity by rising up early and also shows its immaturity by defecating on the floor. So this proverb is a very deep one and one of my favorite proverbs. Um, it's basically saying a single rooster. We all know roosters. They, they get up early to crow and they crow um, as early as 5 a.m. sometimes, depending on what part of the world the rooster is. And then that shows the rooster's maturity. It wakes up by itself very early to crow and then basically wakes up every other animal, sometimes the human beings um, in the nearby vicinity and so on. On the other hand, this same rooster shows its immaturity by going around defecating on the floor. So what this means, at least to me, is nobody is free of blemish because the same person showing maturity in one aspect can also show immaturity in another aspect of their life. And we should at least approach people that way to give them the benefit of the doubt. We might expect people to turn out to behave a certain way, but to that person, they don't behave as expected from us it doesn't mean they are not worthy of our engagement or interaction and so on it simply means in that aspect of their life they need to learn more or they need to understand more things 
which we probably understood already and vice versa because the same yardstick we use to measure other people's behavior will in turn be used to measure our own behaviors. So because everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, the rooster definitely has its own strengths and weaknesses. That doesn't mean the rooster is not a useful animal, basically. So once again, this proverb says, Akukwa didaji shagba, susile shewe. The rooster shows its maturity by rising up early and also shows its immaturity by defecating on the floor. So the final proverb I have here says, Alako roki safogun. So this translates to a wearer of a battle helmet does not flee from war. So in other words, if you are wearing a helmet that warriors wear in battle, then that indicates you're willing and able to go to war and you shouldn't flee from war. Otherwise, you have no business putting on a battle helmet. So what I interpret, what I mean, um, what this proverb means to me is basically saying we should be ready and willing to take on the responsibilities that are within our purview. Because as we get older, as we take on new assignments, as we occupy new positions, naturally responsibilities come with those positions as we maybe we get into university we get a job we become a dad husband wife as the case may be we should be willing and able and ready to take on the responsibilities within our purview in those new positions we find ourselves so that a, a dad shouldn't run from the responsibility of being a dad and not doing what he's supposed to do as a dad. Same thing goes for a mom, a son, daughter, and so on. So the proverb says, Alako roki safogun. A wearer of a battle helmet does not flee from war. So that's all I have for this episode 22 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thank you for listening. Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowale Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolari Ologunde and Tobilaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdemi at bdemiologunde.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.